episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast is sponsored by the Keep It Real Challenge. If you want to learn my process for how I record and edit a month of reels in one hour, that's exactly what I'm going to be covering in the Keep It Real Challenge. This is something that I do all the time. So over a five-day period, I'm going to be taking you through my process of research, planning, finding my audio, setting my goals, choosing outfits, everything, recording and editing, everything that you need to know about creating Reels is gonna be in that challenge because I don't know if you've heard, but Reels is the new wave on Instagram and it's a surefire way to increase your visibility and engagement on the platform. So if you haven't been doing Reels, you definitely wanna jump on the bandwagon, okay? And at the end of the Keep It Real Challenge, you have the opportunity to enter the Keep It Real bonus where you have the chance to win $100 for creating a reel, okay? So all of the details are gonna be inside of the challenge. I don't wanna give away too much information, but what you need to do right now, if you're interested, is text me at 202-519-4652. Text me the words challenge accepted if you want more information on how to enter that challenge when details are dropped. You'll be the first to know, okay? I hope to see you in the Keep It Real Challenge. Now, let's get back to the episode. People don't give themselves an opportunity to be great because they're so afraid of failing. But, you know, what I've learned is that all of the growth comes from failure. All of the great lessons come from failure, right? But if you're too afraid to make a mistake or too afraid to be embarrassed or too afraid to whatever, like there's no there's no next phase there's no new doors opening for you because like the fear is that thing that's blocking all of us and i what i found is i've seen so many talented artists who are just scared or they just simply don't believe in their talent because it doesn't look like someone else's and i can totally relate to that because i've been in that same space but what i also know is that when i decided to not care and just do what was coming out of my heart and out of my fingers, everything changed for me. So welcome to the Friends in Beauty podcast, a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk, get real answers and practical tools to grow their businesses. My name is Aquia Robinson, and I'm a makeup artist, beauty educator and the creator of Friends in Beauty. I created Friends in Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me, and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. If you are a friend in beauty, I welcome you to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, ambitious friends in beauty to virtually connect with, network, and share resources, then click the link down below in the show description to join our community, and I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Also, follow Friends in Beauty on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty. What I like to do is something called the Friends in Beauty Friday feature, where every Friday I spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments. So no matter how big or small you think it is, I want to shout you out. I want to send you some good vibes. So all you have to do is use the hashtag FIB Friday feature, tag Friends in Beauty on something that you have accomplished, and I'll share it with the community. Additionally, the Friends and Beauty podcast is available on several platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, 
iHeartRadio, Google, YouTube, you name it. And whatever platform you are listening from right now, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the Friends of Beauty podcast. I truly appreciate you so much. And I would love it even further if you took the time to leave a five-star rating, a review, a comment, a like, a share, a subscribe, a something to let me know how you feel about the Friends of Beauty podcast. I would absolutely love it. And also, I have to tell you that you should join the Friends and Beauty mailing list tribe if you haven't already because they are the first to know about all things Friends and Beauty and I send out different business resources, tips, and advice throughout the week. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link for that will be in the description as well. And last but not least, the most important thing is to share the Friends and Beauty podcast with your other Friends and Beauty, your family, your friends, anybody that you think could benefit from the information that is being shared share 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 a way to help me grow the friends and beauty community now on this episode of the friends and beauty podcast i welcome my favorite makeup artist photographer entrepreneur and founder of danessa myricks beauty danessa myricks to the friends and beauty guest chair in a world focused on labels danessa myricks has continuously broken boundaries and built a world of beauty for people from all races ages and genders Starting out as a self-taught makeup artist, Danessa learned how to use products in unconventional ways to create stunning looks. Ignoring industry norms, she began to teach other artists about her techniques and product selections and created a name for herself in the beauty world. After turning heads at some of the largest brands, Danessa led product development for some of the most successful launches in history at brands like Kiss and Benefit Cosmetics. But she knew the world of makeup still felt exclusive to many, so she decided to launch her own brand, Danessa Myricks Beauty. Creatively combining artistry with product manipulation, she designs and launches some of the most high-performance products on the market. Danessa has created looks for celebrities, worked with entertainers in music and film, and collaborates with other brands and artists to push the beauty industry forward. She trains makeup artists and enthusiasts worldwide and continues to create some of the most innovative and inclusive beauty products on the market. But the most rewarding part of her work is hearing from people who felt underrepresented, unseen, or ignored by beauty brands who finally land at a brand made for all, Danessa Myricks Beauty. Now, if you know me, then you know that Danessa is hands down my favorite makeup artist on the whole entire planet, okay? Not only is she talented, but she's such an amazing and uplifting woman with an infectious spirit. And it's just such an honor, like such an honor and a pleasure. I'm still pinching myself to have her on the Friends of Beauty podcast. So in this interview, Vanessa shares the evolution of Vanessa Myricks Beauty, the importance of using your name when you're branding yourself, how she manages being an introvert in an extroverted profession, what she sees holding artists back from reaching their full potential, how she takes care of herself in order to take care of her business, her keys to success in the industry, what's next for Vanessa Myricks Beauty, and so much more. I'm so proud to be able to present this conversation to you and so grateful to Danessa for sharing her time with us and dropping countless gems, okay? I hope you catch them. Please catch them. Listen to this interview as many times as you need to. This interview was exactly what I needed to light a fire under me and I know you'll feel the same way. I don't want to hold you back any longer. So let's go ahead and jump into this awesome chat with Danessa. And if you prefer to watch our beautiful faces, then make sure you tune in on YouTube. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
Welcome to the Friends of Beauty podcast, Vanessa. Hey, hey, I'm so excited and so honored to be here. There's no place I'd rather be than with you. You know how much I love and adore you. So this is really special. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, this this has been a long day coming for me because I started the podcast in May 2020, like during the pandemic. I was listening to the Makeup Show podcast and all of that got inspired. And your name, of course, is on my list of people I wanted to interview, but I wanted to give myself some time to, you know, know, get in the flow of podcasting. So I'm so excited that you agreed to do this. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. This is this is really, really special because we go way back. And yeah, yeah, you have a special place in my heart and always will. So yeah, what an honor for me. Thank you so much. So we'll go ahead and jump into it because I want to respect your time. So I like to start off with icebreaker questions just so the audience can get to know you a little bit outside of beauty. Okay. So the first one, just give us three random facts about you. Oh my goodness. Um, Okay. So do you want to laugh or let's see? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Random facts. I used to be a backup singer (laughs) back in the day. Um, Let's see, random fact, I was obsessed with origami as a child. I still have yet to learn how to dance, but I'm not giving up. <laughs> all you need is a two-step, that's all. I know, I'm, I'm good for a two-step, <laughs> but I, got, I have to make sure that my upper body matches my feet. That's the problem. You know, I could do it until I look at somebody else and then I get all off, all off cue. So yeah, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> it's so funny. I have these things called pod decks that are like kind of crazy questions in here. There's a would you oh, rather I love it. Like a would oh, you rather right deck and a what the heck. Which one do you want? Ooh, okay. Would you rather? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Please don't give Vanessa a crazy card. Oh my gosh. Let me pick a random one. Let me see. That came out last time. Hmm. What? See, this is weird. It says, would you rather blow your nose with sandpaper or use bubble wrap instead of toilet paper? Oh. <laughs> well, I think the bubble wrap would be funny. So uh, <laughs> the other one just would just plain hurt. So I'll go with the bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sitting there kind of popping the bubble wrap while I'm using the bathroom. Exactly. That would be a very interesting bathroom break. So yeah. <laughs> Bubble wrap all the way. (laughs) Another one is what is something weird or interesting that you do when no one is watching? Ooh. (laughs) Um, I'm laughing because my business partner like hates when I do this, but I think everyone will relate. I'm always (laughs) (laughs) patting my locks, you know? Yes. I love that. I love that. Uh, What do people always tell you that you're good at aside from like makeup and photography and all of that? Um, um, uh, Maybe giving advice. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. What's your favorite place that you traveled to? Oh, now that's hard. That's hard because I've been, oh man, that's a hard one. Okay. That's better. I would say top three would be Hawaii, Korea, and Japan. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I always wanted to go to Japan. Oh, you would love it. You would die. It's so full of inspiration. Nice, nice. If you weren't the CEO of Vanessa Myrick's Beauty, 
what else could you see yourself doing like outside of the beauty industry I guess I would definitely be a teacher of some kind probably you know painfully in the public school system teaching (laughs) (laughs) love it love it those are great icebreakers to get us warmed up we are warm for sure everyone knows that I use bubble wrap in the bathroom and I can't dance so it's only up from here (laughs) so nowadays like when you introduce yourself to people like how do you normally introduce yourself and tell people like who you are like what you do It's so funny that you would even ask that because I never know what to say. Like most times I'm like, I'm Danessa and I'm a makeup artist because everything Mm -hmm. else just sounds really weird to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I know like you, how long have you been doing makeup now? It's uh, wow. What is it like 22 years? I started when I was 30. So (laughs) right when I was pregnant with my daughter and she's going to be 22 this year. So yeah, 22 years. Nice, nice. How does your vision for like your your brand or your career as a makeup artist compare to like how you envisioned it in the beginning? How does it compare to how it actually is now? Ah, that's funny. Um, if I had to say, you know, honestly, to be quite honest, in the beginning, I just wanted people to pay me to do makeup. Like that's really I couldn't see beyond just like the next job. Mm-hmm. And that's in all honesty or somebody just really being willing to pay me. Because I worked for free for so long. I did like a year of volunteering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think in the beginning, it was just like, I want somebody to want me. <laughs> That's where it all began. It's yeah. like I, I didn't really see this far in the journey uh, way back then, you know. So I mean, it's pretty surreal for me now. And, and I don't even think, you know, we got a long way to go. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> was about to say um what is a typical life day in a life look like for you because I know so many things no day is ever the same but what are some things that I guess that you have to do on a daily basis you know I wish I was always doing makeup and making makeup but that's just not the case because I actually have to run a business which is you know very time consuming. And I spent a lot of time doing things that wouldn't necessarily be my top 10 things to do um lots of meetings. I think I go like literally my day is one long meeting. So once nine o'clock hits, I'm usually in meetings until around six and then I start working. So my work day is usually, it starts at like 5 a.m. like before everybody gets in and then it's after six to be honest. And that's when I really get to do like the creative things and creative thinking, like really thinking about beauty. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate, but it's it's what comes with the territory you know what kind of meetings are you in most of the time during the day oh it's everything it's um maybe uh creating new relationships maybe it's new partners who want to carry the brand maybe it's meetings with existing partners because everyone has needs maybe it's like um opening up a new country and going through all the specifics of that. Maybe it's a meeting with legal or regulatory. Um, Maybe it's a development meeting with um, my innovation team. Maybe it's like planning out our next bit launch with the, with the art department. It could be a host of things, but every day, as you mentioned, it is different. It's just a different set of meetings. Yeah. (laughs) Right. right. Oh my God. Is there something that you have to do like every day that contributes to your growth as a person and like the growth of your brand? 
That's such a great question. I think for me, what I make sure that I do every day is learn something new. And I know it's kind of unrelated to beauty, but what I learned a while back is that I have to be better in order to be able to give on the level that I want to. So I just make sure that part of my daily routine is me doing something to make me better, feed my mind, feed my soul. So generally, my my general day usually looks like me waking up, doing uh, a meditation, uh, peeling myself onto the treadmill to do a workout <laughs> of hopefully an hour. But I, I give myself grace. As long as I do 20 minutes, I can check it off as a workout. So minimum 20 minutes. Um, I usually uh, start every day with writing a gratitude list. So at least three things that I'm grateful for. Um, and then I end every day with um, three things that I'm proud of um, that I did that day. Um, and just a thought, well, what can I do better tomorrow? So I try and include all of those things in every day. Um, I'm huge on podcasts because when you're moving it around a lot, you know, reading is like, a, that is like a gift. If you could have time to read, that's one thing. But I think in transit, I, I've fallen in love with podcasts. So I'm excited for yours. I love podcasts. I learned so much through podcasts. Um, and I get a chance to experience and connect with people I would have maybe never have met or learned about um, through podcasts. So I'm very big on podcasts. I have a litany of those. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much like uh, how I enrich me every day. Um, and eating well. Eating well has been become a really big deal for me. Um, and sleeping well. I have this aura ring to remind me that sleep is the most important thing that I need to incorporate in my life. So um, th that's like how to keep Danessa alive and healthy and uh, strong so that she can, you know, contribute to the world on the level that she wants to. Absolutely. Oh my God, you said so much just now. I definitely just started doing like a gratitude journal in the mornings. I need to do it at night too, but it, I've already started to see a difference. I've, I've always been a person that like expresses gratitude like verbally, but literally like writing it down and then like reading it back to myself. I kind of write it down as though like things have already happened. So I like, just thank you so yeah. much for X, Y, and Z. And I've already started to see like a, a huge difference in things. It's already. so crazy, right? Just putting, putting um, thoughts and ideas on paper, it does feel different. It kind of makes it more real. And there's a, there's a, like scientific data around that, like, you know, combining those three things, like saying it, feeling it, visualizing it, writing it down, all of those things together is what really creates the magic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, which is why I started doing it at night, because, you know, I think it's really easy to get to the end of the day and think about all the things you wished you would have done, all the things you didn't get to. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves grace to like congratulate ourselves with what we did do. Right. So those are like those moments that I take to just like, you know, I'm grateful I made it through this day. I'm grateful I gave uh, good advice for this thing. I'm grateful that I made a new partner or even just gratitude for having a conversation with somebody in the DMs. Like, yeah. I make sure I find something that I can smile about. I think it's always easier to beat up on ourselves than to, to give ourselves some grace. So for me, it's like a practice that has helped me to sleep better, to wake up the next day feeling better about who I am and what I can accomplish in this day. Just being grateful for like simple things. It could be something as simple as 
giving, uh, making a great comment in a meeting or having a great exchange with somebody on the team or even having a wonderful conversation by a DM with somebody on the other side of the world, you know, whatever it is, it's it, it really helps to like end the day with an exclamation point <laughs> instead of like a question mark yeah. <laughs> or with a happy face as opposed to, a, oh, wish I could have, should have, would have face you know what I mean and like you know the next morning just feels really different when I do that absolutely that is all awesome things I love talking about like gratitude and meditation and all of that stuff um I know it's hard to like reflect on 22 years but could you take (laughs) us through like a brief timeline of the evolution of the Nessa Myers beauty because when I met you it was I make you beautiful Yes. And what was that? Was that like early? It was early 2000s. Maybe was it like 2005 or six or oh, like no, no. not that early? It was um, 2013 is when I met you. Oh, so we were we were like, um, yeah, we were well into our journey. So um, that's one of the things that I teach about is like your how important it is for you to use your name Because in the beginning. <laughs> um no one knew that Danessa Myricks and I Make You Beautiful were the same, you know, person. They didn't know that those are products that I made. It was one of the early lessons that I made in my career. Mm-hmm. I, I actually started um, making products pretty early on. I would say around 2004 is when I actually started creating and I had no idea how to develop products. I, I literally was just kind of playing and um, connecting things together that I love. Um, one of the first products that I had was something uh, called Bionic Lip Kits. And I, I think you know, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that was so way, way back, but it was um, this collection of cream bases and a collection of like glitter toppers. And we were doing these really bold, like, uh, glitter lips that don't move and smoky eyes that don't move. I've always been just obsessed with um, color and texture and wanting to create in that space. And in the beginning, it was kind of like, okay, well, these are the things that I do as an artist. And um, I would teach classes and other people wanted to do the same thing too. So I was like, okay, let me come up with this collection of things. So what I show you in class, you can do as well. And that's that's honestly where it all started. And it was so interesting. I was having a conversation with my best friend the other day and she has kept like I've known her for 28 years. She has kept every single product that I've made from the beginning of time. And what she told me is that she's going to have to share it with me as a time capsule because (laughs) I just sent her some of the new things that we've created. And one of the things that she said to me, one of the things that she said to me was that you've always made the same things. You just have gotten better at it. And yeah, so I love her for that. But it's kind of true. Like everything has always been about bold, explosive color. It's been about like how you can layer and uh, textures to make these like exciting um, color combinations and and impact in the makeup. Like it's always been the storytelling. Um, And later on in my journey, I would say like, you know, as we moved forward, I it really became important to me to um, to know how to uh, express skin in a way that's like diverse. I was very became very very obsessed with skin and how um, 
skin is translated like on camera and in real life. When I first started doing makeup, all of the work that I was doing was um, for magazines that didn't retouch. So it was about a beat. It was about you had to beat a face um, to like po like pulverize a face, like just so that there's no room for any like like everything had to look perfect on camera. So it was about heavy makeup, lots of powder, like lots of color, like really just piling it on, but making it look natural. So that was like the first wave of my career. But as I had a chance to like live as an artist and travel the world as an artist, um, I expanded obviously as an artist and my perspective became much broader. And, you know, I realized that there were things that I wanted to accomplish on the skin, especially for photography that I wasn't able to, especially for uh, deeper complexions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after waves of me creating just color and lashes and things like that, I decided to make the foray into really developing products for skin. And the very first products that um, I created that related to complexion were the highlighters, the light powders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some people who still have the, the light powder that they bought way back in 2015 when they launched and never got to the bottom of it. So <laughs> definitely wasn't a very, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the best business model because you never run out of it. It like lasts forever. But I think that's something also has been consistent. Like I've always created for artists and like we want value for our money. We want things that can do a million things. We want products that stretch and can work for everybody. And that's always been the, the baseline for how I create it. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So this question is something I have for myself that I'm learning this process of becoming like learning that we want so many things a lot of the times, but it's not until we become the person that's like capable mm -hmm. of achieving those things that we actually like get it. So I would love to know, like who is the person that you had to become in order to like have the brand that you have today or the business that you have today? Like what are the things that you had to change with yourself in order to get to Sephora? Like, oh my gosh. Um, I would say, you know, what I have learned and what I try and share with the people that I mentor is that so much of it is about how we feel about ourselves and the belief that we have and what we can create ourselves, right? Because um, most times it's our own limited mindset that keeps us from growing. And so I learned that as I become better as a person, my business is going to become better. So I, I always like take the time to focus on um, how can I be a better Danessa Myricks, right? Because that that really is a baseline. I, you know, I, I share this story all the time um, because I think as it, even though it's embarrassing for me, I think it's helpful for others. Like I was super, super shy, always have been very much an introvert. I'm like, I'm an introvert plugged into this very extrovert <laughs> career, right? And so like having this interaction right now, especially on video, 100%, like the least, like least likely to see Danessa do, right? <laughs> because, you know, I, I was never that person who felt confident 
like talking in front of people, um, presenting in this way, like showing my face for the, the first part of my career. No one knew what I looked like. Everyone recognized me, but yes, everyone recognized me by my fingertips and my nails It's something that I had to work on over time. Like, and as I became more, as I put myself in positions where I was super uncomfortable, it allowed me to get better and stronger. And so I can be a little bit more comfortable to share. Um, so I think the biggest part of my journey um, has been just me trying to get more confident with who I am and and what it is that I want to share, um, especially as an artist, because there's so much uh, there's so much opportunity for comparison. And I can always, and I think this is something that I may share with others. It's so easy to see what's great about other people um, and not as easy to look at ourselves and see the things that we can do great or amazing or things that other people may enjoy. And so I'm, I can always look outside of myself and look at someone and see the greatness in them and yeah, cheer yeah. them on and be like, oh, are you kidding? You can do this. You do this great, that great, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's so much harder to look in the mirror and say those things to ourselves. And so I spent so much of my career, like, doubting my ability to do things. Yeah. And I think that that literally that those were the literal breaks in my career, like me dragging my own feet just out of fear. Um, and so I think um, for me is I, I, I spend more time working on me as a person than anything else. Um, because I need to feel more confident and more able. I need to feel like people will receive me and not be feel defeated when they don't. Like I need, I need to be strong first right. before I can like, I need to fill my own cup before I can fill anyone else's, I guess is the easiest way to say it. So I think that's been for me, the, 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 my strength and my struggle is constantly working on um, being a better me so I can, you know, do better and everything else. Yeah, I love that you shared that too, because I come across so many people who feel that way about like not showing themselves on camera or not knowing what to share. So to know that, you know, you went through those things and you, you know, you're working through them, I'm sure you haven't totally overcome them, but you're still- Oh no, we have not, yes. <laughs> you're still pushing through, you know, you do it anyway. So yeah. that's gonna help so many people. What I love about you, Danessa, is like the, the overall consensus. Anytime somebody says Danessa's name, it's always the same energy. Oh, she's so nice. She's there. Like it's always. That's good to know. <laughs> I have never heard anybody say anything bad about you, but I do want to know, like, what is the balance between being a nice person, being a kind person, but also being authoritative when it comes to business, like speaking up <laughs> when you don't like something and, you know. No, you can't well, clearly, all the time. Clearly, you haven't spoken to any of my team because <laughs> they know that. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna um, speak my mind and say what I'm thinking and feeling. But I think, I think the bottom line is, is that when people know your intention and that you know uh, that they respect anything that comes after that. I think people know as a baseline that you know I really, I really do care about 
everybody who I interact with, especially somebody who makes a commitment to be on my team. Mm-hmm. And if I'm, you know, I what I do understand is that I have a responsibility, right? I have a responsibility to, to withhold this position that I have because it's not just about me. It's about all of the people that I employ. It's about all of the people who I may be inspiring for just being in this position. It's about all of the people on the other end of those products that I'm creating. So, you know, it's, it's very clear to me that I have a responsibility. Um, and so, and my responsibility is to lead. So I don't take that for granted. Um, but I also feel that, you know, it's my responsibility to always be teaching and to create opportunities for growth around me. So, you know, the people who interact with me, good, bad or ugly, they know that anything that I any interaction that we have that may not be considered positive is still positive because I'm sharing this because I see greatness in them and I want to see their growth and I want everybody to be better. Right. So. I think they, the intention is really the key, but it was difficult in the beginning because you do just want to love up on everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, you, there's a lot of ways to love. <laughs> like, <laughs> my parents gave me spankings and they love me beyond measure. So <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. Over, having worked having worked with so many artists over the years, like what's an unspoken skill that you see a lot of people lack that kind of holds them back from success? Not necessarily like the artistry part, but like the inner the inner things, I guess. I think there's a, like a lot of fear, like blocking so many artists. Like I, you know, I think people don't give themselves an opportunity to be great because they're so afraid of failing. But, you know, what I've learned is that all of the growth comes from failure. All of the great lessons come from failure, right? But if you're too afraid to make a mistake or too afraid to be embarrassed or too afraid to whatever, like there's no there's no next phase. There's no new doors opening for you because like the fear is that thing that's blocking all of us. And what I found is I've seen so many talented artists who are just scared. Or they just simply don't believe in their talent because it doesn't look like someone else's. And I can totally relate to that because I've been in that same space. But what I also know is that when I decided to not care and just do what was coming out of my heart and out of my fingers, everything changed for me. So I spent a lot of time working to encourage other people to do the same thing. Um, And it is a challenging thing. I've gone through it. I still go through it every single day. But um, I know what what lies beyond that. And so it's important for me to like to push other artists to that space, too. And, and, you know, some definitely push past it and others, you know, they're still a work in progress, but I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on anyone. Yeah. Speaking of like pouring into people, can you share a little bit about like your your work with the makeup show and I artists and like other ways artists can like go about getting mentored or coaching from you? No, for sure. Um, so for me, like I'm always um, biting off a lot more than I can chew. And I <laughs> I used to spend like hours and hours on the phone with anybody who called me, with anybody who uh, sent an email. Um, I enjoyed it, but I knew that that wasn't the best way for me to, sh- to create value uh, for the information. And 
And I wanted to be able to like affect more people. So mentorship has always been a, a big part of my career. Like I remember so early in my career, uh, like really just needing to talk to somebody and needed this for somebody to give me direction. Like I was willing to do the work. And I think that that was really important, but there wasn't anybody to like, okay, I will do the work. Just tell me what to do. Right. So I wasted a lot of time just kind of like fumbling around and I, I literally like failed forward. Um, and I know how that felt. And I, I always said that if the, if the opportunity ever presented itself for me to, to make that road a little easier for somebody like me, um, I, I wanted to just tell them everything that I know. So teaching has always been something that is, has been really important to me. Um, I think my growth and my success has a lot to do with the interactions that I've had through my mentoring experiences. And, you know, it's not just for them, it's for me too. Um, so I take all of those opportunities. So the makeup show is really important for me because they, you know, I didn't earlier in my career, I think up to 2006, I was only doing makeup and experiencing makeup in the world of hair. I didn't know that there was a whole other a part to this industry. Right. And it wasn't until I met James Vincent in 2006 at Bennett Career Institute. Um, that may have been where we met. I don't know. But it wasn't until then that I was aware that there was so much more out there. And, you know, that community, that show and that community really helped to elevate me as an artist and to really elevate my business because I, I looked at beauty from a much broader perspective. And through my interaction with the makeup show, I've just met so many artists from all around the world. Um, they gave me a platform to educate um, in a new space, um, non-traditional non to me at that time. Right. And um, like so much of who I am today as an artist and so much of like my network, my, my extended beauty family is as a result of that show. So I, I'm very intimately connected there. It's a, it's a huge part of who I am as an artist. It's a huge part of my career. And um, I know how my life changed through, through that space. And so I'm always encouraging people, no, you need to get there. Because trust me, you think you know, but you don't know. Yes. And it's not about shopping. It's about everything else. It's about the community. And that show more so than any other makeup show is really and truly about the community and the love of the community and really solid education and and being surrounded by people who want to share and who like the energy is just always so good. I never have a bad experience there. And when I speak to people who've gone there for the first time, they always say the same thing. Like, I, you know, I miss my community. That was so much a part of like what the 2020 was with the podcast and everything everything else, just trying to get that family back together again. Right. Yeah. So it's a very meaningful part of, um, of who I am and my career and, you know, myself, Shelly Tagar and James Vincent, you know, we, we became, we're like family now and we have a lot of the same goals and how we want to contribute to the industry. And we knew that there were people in the industry who needed more, right. They needed something deeper than, than just watching a presentation on stage or even the community of the show. They needed like deep 
dives into who they are as a person, into how to operate in business. And there's so many levels to just participating in this industry. And so iArtist was a way for us to like to, to go a little deeper for those who wanted to go there. And I, and I feel really proud of the community that we've created there and the success of the people who are a part of that as well. And um, what we've been able to do with that. So, I mean, it's it, the iArtist is an opportunity for me to mentor people um, on a much deeper level, uh, which I love. And it, I can just be 100% focused on the people who are in front of me. I can like be where my feet are and be with this group and give them 100% percent of me. Uh, and, and, and I love that. I love that. So those are two programs like forever and ever and ever, they will be synonymous with Danessa Myricks for sure. Yes. I love that. I've heard so many good things about iArtist. And I think I met, I actually met you at the makeup show in 2013 because okay. you were supposed to do the symposium at Bennett, but you weren't able oh, to. Okay. It. Yes. So yes. That I always tell people <laughs> is that I was on the committee for that symposium and Mr. Bennett told us, you know, you can assist anybody that you want to assist that weekend. So I was like, hands down, I'm assisting Danessa. I got first dibs, <laughs> like don't nobody else touch her. Um, because before I started doing makeup, someone told me about you and I looked you up before I even went to Ben. I looked you up. I saw your videos on YouTube. I think like you had some trade show, but she was showing like the glitters and everything. Yes. I was like, oh yeah, her. And she has locks. I'm like, yeah, her, her, her. Uh, <laughs> but then you were able to come, so I assisted Morel instead. Who I love so you know, much. Wonderful, because yes. we've built yes. such a great relationship over the years. But then we went to the makeup show that weekend, and I saw you there. You did a um a panel with Beat Face Honey and Rennie. Oh, and Rennie, yes, I remember that show specifically. Yes, I still have the picture. But I, I just interviewed um, Tatiana. I think two weeks ago, her episode came out. But I was telling her, I remember sitting front row. I don't even know what you all were saying, but I just remember <laughs> sitting there like crying because I felt like that was that was the first time I really felt like I was where I was supposed to be because makeup, it was still new to me. But even I've been doing makeup for nine years now. This is the longest thing that I've ever stuck to in my life. Like I will always try things and just oh, that's not for me, <laughs> whatever. But like this is the longest I've ever stuck with something. So always grateful for you. I went to the booth after that. I met Michaela in London at the booth and then connected. With oh, Disney. yes. Put out the casting call. Yeah, put out the casting call for Bronner Brothers. And then that's the year that I started like working with the brand. So very grateful, of course. Wow. That's so crazy. <laughs> like every, wow. Like you were in it. You were in it. Like when we really started to like ramp up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you, you've, you've seen like the early phases of, of the brand. That's exciting to me. So like you are a part of the journey, which is so great. I, I love, love it. it. I love being a part <laughs> of the journey. I have a few questions. I promised them I would ask questions for them from the friends okay. the community. So okay. the first one, Kendra had a whole bunch of questions. Let me see if I could convince it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this question is from Kendra. She wanted to know, like, how did you start product product production and what are some lessons that you learned from like the early inception of the Nessamari's beauty that mm. would be valuable to like an artist who wants to start their own brand? Oh, these are all great questions. Let me see if I can answer them all at once. So 
um, I consider myself both an accidental makeup artist and an accidental product developer. I literally started out just mixing things in my basement, to be quite honest. Um, but, you know, back then, at that point in my career, it wasn't like how it is right now, right? There wasn't social media. There wasn't like Instagram or anything. So all of your interaction that you had with somebody in this industry was face to face or you had to meet them and hand them a card or something like that. So thankfully, during that time, I was teaching a lot at the hair shows. I was teaching the makeup classes at shows like Bronner Brothers. And uh, the classes, they, they didn't even have makeup classes to begin with. And then it started out like I was having three and four back-to-back -back sessions with like 300 people in each. And so it became like a really big thing. And so at that shows, there were other brands obviously who were there vending and they saw like the popularity of the classes that I was teaching. And so many of those brands were developing products for women of color and they really weren't a hundred percent sure how to best do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so they asked for my expertise and that's really how it started. Um, so one of the first brands that I created for um, was Kiss. And the Kiss IMB lashes were one of my first projects that I'm very, very proud of because they became like the number one or two lash brand in the world with that collaboration. And then the second one was, um, I don't know if you remember in the beauty supply store, there used to be a Kiss kiosk that said uh, with my car, a cartoon of me and my signature. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> so I the highlighters. Are you yes. the highlighters? So I created a whole collection of like foundations and powders and concealers and highlighters um, inside the, the beauty supply store. Um, fast forward from there, you know, I was introduced just by just by seeing me at different events to other brands. But one of those um, interactions led me to a call from Benefit Cosmetics because um, someone that was working currently at Benefit used to know me from those early days at KISS and they were working on a project and they asked me to come um, and share my expertise just for a day. And after that day, they asked me to come on and work with them full time. Uh, so I wound up going to work with Benefit for a number of years, almost six years. And there I was a director of product innovation. And that's when like the skies opened up for me. That's how I really learned to create products that sell millions and millions of units. I was able to travel all over the world and work in labs all over the world. And it really just, it, it honestly was an education on how to develop products on a deeper level. Um, I learned, you know, really how to create really efficacious products that can be sold around the world. Um, uh, it was a really beautiful experience. Um, I was able to, there I led the development of their brow collection. So that launched in 2016, super proud of that. And I think after that experience, I, I, I had a number of other, uh, working with other brands, prestige brands, just doing um, consulting work with them. But I really, you know, after learning more, I wanted to do more, right? And so even though it was an amazing experience being able to create with all of these like billion dollar brands, you know, I really started thinking about a few things. One thing I thought about was um, what is the legacy that I'm leaving, right? And, you know, I spent a lot of years like telling other people's stories and I wanted to be able to tell my own. 
And even though all these brands are doing great things, you know, there's always um, space to create. And I think um, we can always see where there's gaps. I, I saw where there is a lot of um, people who weren't being represented for whatever reason. Right. Um, and I, I, I always, you know, I feel like I'm a citizen of the world and um, I really wanted to create for the world. Um, and I also have spent a lot of time feeling like there wasn't a space for me, like I wasn't being represented and people like me weren't being represented. And so I really wanted to lean into that too. So it was a lot of things that happened all at once. You know, I have two children. My son is 28. My daughter's going to be 22. And um, I, I started thinking about, you know, what am I leaving for them? You know, um, when I think about, you know, my parents, my father's past, my mother's still alive, but I think about the legacy um, of my father and what he wanted to create. And, you know, he was proud when he left this earth because he knew for a fact that he was able to create a better way for his children. And I was like, what is it that I know for a fact that I want to be able to contribute before I leave this earth? And I knew there was a lot more work to do, right? So that's when I really started to lean into creating this brand. And that's why I changed the brand name to Danessa Myricks Beauty, because this is the first time that I felt like, okay, I'm creating for me. You know what I mean? This is, this is going to be a true expression of who I am. Um, a true expression of who I want to create for. And so I like felt really confident claiming that, you know what I mean? So that journey began. And so I think, you know, for somebody who is starting um, and wants to develop a brand, I think the most important thing to uh, figure out is like who you are and what is the story that you want to tell and what is this going to represent? I think it's really easy to just go to a trade show and say, and meet a manufacturer that sells lipsticks and put your name on it. But, you know, how is anybody going to buy that? You know, right. and the is because people buy people and not things. People buy ideas, not things. People buy missions, um, not things. You know, people want to, they want to know what the dream is. They want to aspire to be better and greater. And so, there needs to be some purpose behind, you know, whatever it is that you're creating or some story that's being told. So I think before you even decide to put your name on anything, just really think about what that means and what is the statement that you're trying to, to make um, and then build from there. Then the rest should come easily because it's really you, right? It's like, this is from me and, and people should know you for that thing and they should see you in that space all the time, right? Yeah those products come to life and they feel real. So I think the number one is just figuring out who you are and what is the story that you want to tell? What is this contribution you want to make and, and build uh, your products from that space? Absolutely. I love all of that. Oh my gosh. Second <laughs> question is from Carissia. She wants to know if you still take clients. Oh my <laughs> Very rarely. Um, I, I just, it's not possible with my schedule, like every once in a blue moon, but yeah, it's kind of hard now. I wish I could do that more, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Marlisa, um, she says with all of the amazing products that you already have, what's next for Danessa Myrick's beauty and what new and exciting things do you have for us in store for 2022? Ooh, somebody, the camera's in here. What's happening? <laughs> um, wow, so much. Um, I think there are things that people know me for 
and I've come to know the brand for. And what I can say is that I'm going to be leaning into those things in a whole new way. Um, you know, I'm obsessed with complexion and I've been really leaning into reimagining what complexion could look like and what complexion products can look like. So there's a lot of newness coming down the pike yeah, as it relates to complexion. So you heard it here first. <laughs> okay, okay, that's all excellent. I want to knock out these rapid fire questions. Okay, really let's do it. I let you go. So I have to ask you the Friends of Beauty rapid fire questions. So whatever okay. comes to your mind first, just spit it out. Because this has okay. been amazing. I feel like I need a part two. <laughs> this has been amazing. Um, first one, what are the top three keys to your success so far? Uh, community patience, and belief in myself. Okay. How do you measure your success? Ooh, good one. Um, ooh, um, mainly by how many people I'm helping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's the best advice you've ever received? Ooh, mm, listen to your gut. Excellent. And what advice would you give to another makeup artist right now who has been doing makeup for some years, but they just have not seen the results, I guess, that they want to see? Like, what advice would you give to them right now? Hmm. You know, it's something I said this morning on my live, it's like, if you want to open a new door, you need new keys. So there's what else can you learn? You know, what what keys can you add to your life? Like what newness can you add to your life? What can you do different that can create these new keys and open new doors? Absolutely. What's a resource that you use in your business that you can share with the friends and beauty community, whether it's techie or I don't know, what kind of resources? Oh, wow. Well, there's tons of free ones. Like uh, my brand, believe it or not, I, like we haven't yet paid for one drop of advertising in the history of my brand. So I think use all of the free resources. We have Pinterest, we have Instagram, we have TikTok, and you'd be surprised on, you know, what you create without, what you can create without spending a dime. Um, and I think the, the other biggest resource is using your own individual time and talent. Like we're always looking for someone else to help us, but we should just kind of think about like, what do we bring to the table? You know, how much can we contribute to our own success? And there's, there's a lot there. Okay. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> yes. And the last one, I just want you to fill in the blank and say, my name is blank and the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is. Oh, my name is Danessa Myricks, and the key to longevity and success is learning how to love. Learning how to love. I love it. Oh my gosh. Before you go, I, pre I think pretty much everybody knows your social media or where you want to be found, but share anything that you want to share as far as like your Instagram, website, whatever you need to you know. Well, you can find me forever and ever at Danessa underscore Myricks. I haven't changed my profile picture, picture since it launched in 2012. I need to work on that. Um, uh, everywhere is the same. Danessa Myricks everywhere. And I would love for them to visit the uh, gondola at Sephora. Definitely want to see more faces playing and experiencing the brand uh, in Sephora. And obviously at DanessaMyricksBeauty.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Who is somebody that you think could benefit not benefit but that the friends of beauty audience would love to see on the podcast Ooh. oh well, I would say Sheikah Daily Sheikah yes I literally like you know we all have that person 
in the industry that we aspire to, that we watch their journey, that that inspire us, that like if they can do it, I can do it too. Like who raise the bar for what's possible? She's that for me. So I think the your audience would would really love her. She's like so kind and so wise. Just just a wealth of information. She has an incredible spirit and energy. She loves this industry. So she could daily would be my first vote. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that one. I love her. I love her too. <laughs> Vanessa, thank you so much for doing this. This is like a dream for me. I feel like oh. I'm just like in La La Land right now. <laughs> so trust me, the pleasure is all mine. I'm just so incredibly proud of you. Um, like I've been watching your journey from afar and I, the same holds true for me. Anytime your name comes up, it's always with smiles and with somebody holding on to their heart. Um, just saying how just wonderful you are, not just in, um, in your talent, because everyone knows how talented you are makeup. Just, you are an incredible human being. And I feel really lucky to have you as part of my story. So thank you for having me here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be a part of yours too. Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. Share this episode with at least one friend in beauty and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other friends in beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty, hashtag Friends in Beauty to join the conversation and join our Friends in Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.